You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Reports from Yemen are suggesting attacks by the Saudi-led coalition on Houthi rebels. Follow days of fighting between Houthis and their former allies, supporters of former President Ali Abdullah Saleh. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. The Saudi-led coalition has been bombing Houthi positions throughout the conflict that's lasted more than two and a half years. But sources in Sana say that overnight raids there seem to have been specifically targeted to help Mr. Saleh's supporters in their battle with the rebels. This comes after Mr. Saleh reached out to the Saudis on Saturday, saying he was ready to turn a new page in his relations with Riyadh, opening a potential new alliance that could change the dynamics of the war. For their part, the Houthis say they've launched a cruise missile at a nuclear reactor in the UAE, which they accuse of backing Mr. Saleh. There's no independent confirmation of this so far, but the Houthis have fired long-range missiles before. BBC Sebastian Usher reporting the United Arab Emirates denying the Houthi claim, and there's been no reports of damage at the nuclear plant. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson heading off to Europe tomorrow after a week in which his job was reported to be in jeopardy. NPR's Greg Myrie has the details of this trip. Tillerson has planned stops in Belgium, Austria, and France on his five-day trip. He'll be meeting with NATO allies as part of an itinerary that has a heavy focus on security issues from the Syrian war to North Korea's nuclear program. Media reports this past week said President Trump was planning to replace Tillerson with CIA. 
FAA Director Mike Pompeo. Trump and Tillerson have appeared out of sync on a number of issues, while the president appears more comfortable with the head of the spy agency. Trump denied the report, saying he and Tillerson disagree on certain subjects, but that they work well together. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Washington. The organization that publishes the New England Journal of Medicine dropping its opposition to allowing physicians to help terminally ill patients end their own lives. Cassandra Sunt with member station WBUR reports that the Massachusetts Medical Society adopted a position of what they call neutral engagement after hours of debate. Neutral engagement means if Massachusetts legalizes the option for physicians to prescribe lethal doses of drugs for some terminal patients, it would be considered part of -of end-of-life care. Dr. Roger Kligler is a Cape Cod physician with prostate cancer and is suing the state for the ability to end his own life. He says the society's move is an important step forward. I've had two neighbors who have died excruciating, painful deaths that they were not able to get medical aid in dying. And, you know, I think of them when I do this work. He calls the society's move an important step forward. Opponents call this the first step down a slippery ethical slope. For NPR News, I'm Cassandra Sunt in Boston. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Lock her up. That's right. Yes, that's right. Lock her up. Drain the swamp. I mean, the American people are sick and tired of the deceit and the dishonesty. We need to change this behavior in Washington, D.C. We need to get rid of the corruption. We need to bring honesty and trustworthiness back to the American We do not need a reckless president who believes she is above the law. Former Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton shook hands and met some of her most loyal supporters at a signing for her new book, What Happened? When asked about her reaction to President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, pleading guilty to lying to the FBI, she gave this response. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, At least 25% of American women say they have experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. So I urge my Republican colleagues to reconsider their support for this resolution. I urge them not to force vulnerable women who have been wronged into the dark. I would like to also address Nancy Pelosi's uh, statement, which I'm sure all of you all are aware of at this juncture calling on the congressman to resign. First of all, it is not up to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi did not elect the congressman, and she sure as hell won't be the one to tell the congressman to leave. That decision will be completely up to the congressman. There are, to my count, five of these allegations against Al Franken. There are four, three or four against the congressman. At the end of the day, I would suspect that Nancy Pelosi is going to have to explain what is the discernible difference between Al Franken and John Conyers. 
That is the question that he is going to have to answer. And again, he is not going to be pressured by Nancy Pelosi or anyone else to step down. The decision will be made by Congressman Conyers. This was a sad morning here today and at NBC News. Just moments ago, NBC News Chairman Andy Lack sent the following note to our organization. Dear colleagues, on Monday night we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. It represented, after serious review, a clear violation of our company's standards. As a result, we have decided to terminate his employment. Russell Simmons has announced he's stepping down from his companies amid two allegations of sexual misconduct. The Def Jam Records founder reacted to screenwriter Jenny Lumet's guest column in The Hollywood Reporter. In the essay, Lumet alleges that in approximately 1991, Simmons brought her home to his apartment and sexually violated her after offering a ride. While Simmons first says he recalls that evening differently, his statement continues, quote, It is now clear to me that her feelings of fear and intimidation are real. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is December 3rd. 2017, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best like the man said, my name is J. Rouse. Glad you guys are here. Whew, what an intro. We have a lot to talk about. Joining me to discuss these topics and more is the man who usually has the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, Mr. L.E.S. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, sir. And how about yourself? Just another day in paradise, Mr. Elias. Uh, no palm tree. Glad you're here. Okay. Of course, I'll call the number 347-850-1272. The smartest man in the world, Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his uh, commitment with Clear Channel Radio. And the very lovely Dr. Princess Odia, birthday girl this weekend. I'm pretty sure she may be recovering from the birthday, but I'm not sure. Last week I said she was off and she showed up, so who knows? We'll see if she shows up or not. But uh, we have a lot to get into. Let me tell you what's on the docket this morning. Lock him up. I know. It was lock her up, but guess what? We have changed the lyrics to that song. That's right. General Michael Flynn is now a convicted felon. We'll talk about that coming up next. Also, Blue Dog Hypocrites Democrats were quick to say President uh, Trump should resign. Uh, they're talking about what's happening in Alabama, but guess what? Two of their own is under scrutiny. And so what happens next with the, with the Democrats? And last but certainly not least, we'll talk about sexual harassment one-on-one. More people are getting caught up in the web of sexual harassment. You know, Matt Lauer was fired this past week. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Simmons resigned from his business, business entities. Ooh, just to name a few. So should all men be on alert of this new trend? Plus, if we can fit it in, we're going to talk about the GOP tax plan as well. It passed at 3 a.m. Saturday morning, and guess what? Or early this morning, I should say. And I tell you, man, that thing is loaded with a bunch of nonsense. So once again, the number is 347-850-1272. I'm not sure if the world-famous chat room is open. If it is, it is. make your way there. All right, make your way there. It's open. And, of course, we monitor social media 
events and sites all over the worldwide. Well, plus, hopefully, we'll hear from our official texter, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be, providing his input on what's going on as well. Once again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. And during the chatterbox section of the show, if your comments make it, if we read them on the air, one of the things I'm going to ask you to do this morning is not only give me your comments, but give us a topic that you want us to talk about. I know sometimes Trump, 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 Trump may be a little too much for everyone, but I'm telling you, it's all about bringing the noise. So we're going to continue to do it, but when you make your comments this morning, and if we consider them for Chatterbox, make sure that you add a topic. Matter of fact, on the social media side, I am not going to read your comments unless you give us an idea for a show topic. So that's coming up next. All right, folks. Once again, I mentioned it at the top. General Michael Flynn pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI as he walked into the courtroom and as he exited the courtroom, I should say. You heard people saying, lock him up, lock him up. Mr. Elias, man, was it a joyous day when this happened for you? What were your thoughts when you first saw this event take place? Uh I wouldn't say joyous, Jay, but what I would say is Why not? Uh, I would say intrigued because usually when something like this intrigued. happens, yeah, I, I want to see what else is going to happen because the bottom line, when they convict somebody like this, the dominoes are about to fall. So I want to see what else is going to happen. I want to see who else is going to be convicted because if he made a plea deal, guess what? He didn't listen to Trump talking about him going to be, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, forgive all the things that you've done. He didn't give, he didn't give, it seemed like he didn't give a damn about that. He made a plea deal because I believe his son was involved. So, I want to see. There's a situation where his son, yeah. I want to see where the dominoes are going to fall now, you know, because. It's a little interesting because the bottom line, this guy made a plea. You know, he didn't he didn't hold and on by to making nothing. the he plea deal. Well, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. by making the plea deal, uh, you think that pretty much they had his son. His son was in jeopardy, right? And so mm-hmm. the plea deal does what, in your opinion? What does it do when he, when he, when they say, okay, we're going to make a plea deal? If you make a deal with the prosecutor, what does that mean? What does that mean, in your opinion? That means you're gonna start singing like canary, and and let everything know that you've been, everything that you know, be put out there. That's what it means to me. And I'm interested. I'm interested, more interested to see what's going to happen on that end than to uh, sit yeah. around and say, oh well, they got General Flynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, they got him. Cool. But if he made that plea deal, I'm interested to see who else is gonna fall down with him. I'm thinking Kushner. It's going to be one. I'm thinking Junior is going to be another one. I, you know, I just want to see who's next. Cause I'm telling you, he sounds like a canary. He's like, and he and he's now singing, man. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Could one say, Mr. Elias, could one say that Donald Trump brought this on himself? And what I yeah. mean by that statement is this, is that had he not fired... Jim Comey, would we even be talking about this today? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Well, let me rephrase the question. Let me rephrase the question. Let me rephrase the question. Had he not fired Jim Comey, 
would there be a special prosecutor? Oh, no. No, I don't think there would be a special prosecutor. Uh, and I don't think people, the investigation would be as strong as it is right now, but I think there would have been an investigation. But I don't think it's special prosecutor. An investigation prosecutor to what, like to this. Russia? Yeah, to Russia. Because people are interested in it, man. That, that's one thing that he can't make go away, no matter what. Uh, you know, I read all the comments from people talking about how much of it is fake news and this and that. But, dude, <laughs> you got to realize if they're, if they're doing what they're doing, it's not fake news. It is well, not Shepherd fake Smith news. Shepard Smith said so what the now? exact same thing. And Shepard Smith said the same thing. Shep Smith on Fox, he said, okay, there goes the theory of fake news. Once Michael Flynn... Uh, came out and said, okay, uh, guess what, guys? I'm going to plead guilty to lying to the FBI. You know, Shepard Smith, which is probably the most hated man on Fox News right about now, came out and said, okay, where's your fake news? I got your fake news right here. Can't be fake. Mm -hmm. This guy has already went in confessing. Here's the other part of it that I want you to think about is this. Are you noticing how, first of all, Trump was, you know, the, you know, he was really trying to take care of this guy, Flynn. Are you starting to notice what's happening mm-hmm. now? They're starting He's to try to distance himself. themselves from this mm-hmm. guy. Yep. You know? Yep. You, you can so, hear so, it, we, you can so, hear it in so, the go ahead. You can hear it all you in the briefings brief. when they talk about him now. When they talk about him now, it's like, you know, it, you know, he wasn't that, he wasn't this, and he wasn't that, just like they did with Papadopoulos. You know, and, and they, they talked about what a great guy he was. You know, this dude, he, he puts his own foot in his mouth, and it's all on tape. So, I, I, I guess, yeah, I think the house of cards are about to fall. So, because, you know, Trump, really is, is, you know, Trump is big on loyalty. You know, you know how he feels about loyalty. And the bottom line mm-hmm. is, is that all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to see uh, – you know, you're starting to see what's going on here with with uh, with the White House and what they're trying to do uh, with this guy. You know, one of the things that I noticed in their statements uh, when they released the statement, two things I noticed. The first one was how they made it a point to point out that the former National Security Advisor at the White House for 25 days. Then you also notice how they conveniently threw in a former. Obama administration official. Amazing how they try to turn that around and try to switch that around because now what they're doing is they're trying to say, well, wait a minute, this guy is all about President Obama. President Obama did this. This guy is a former administrator, a former member of the Obama administration. But here's the key to this because when President Obama sat down with then President elect Donald Trump, in that meeting that was supposed to last 20 minutes, but it actually ended up being 90 minutes, President Obama told him then, hey, let me give you some uh, advice, homie. Bottom line is, do not make this guy a part of your administration. Don't do it. Hmm. Because it doesn't, because this guy is, I had to fire this guy. But what did he do? Brought the guy in anyway. Let's uh, bring in the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, and the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Uh, Jerome, good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you? 
I don't know. I just want to know, man, when uh, when they arrested Mike Flynn, did you go outside and tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree? What did you do? What what what, what was your response when this happened? I, uh, Tony, Tony Orlando was actually at uh, one of our casinos locally, so I didn't go. I didn't buy no tickets. <laughs> I don't think he had Don with him. So anyway, that's hold up. That's for the age uh, identification uh, politics today. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Like Orlando and Don, <laughs> but um, exactly. yeah, you know, I, actually, I have no emotion about it. Like, I didn't feel any kind of way about it. It's it, one of the things that's going on is, uh, you know, I heard you say earlier about um, Trump likes loyalty or something. I can't remember the words that you yeah. use. Trump, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like loyalty. Trump ain't loyal to nobody. So that's a one-way street right. that fool. And what happened with Flynn is, you know, he has these mounting legal bills. I think he had to put his house up and some other stuff. Yes. If those fools were loyal, they would have paid his uh, attorney fees. So that should tell you something. They never reached out to pay to help pay his attorney fees. The Democratic, the Republican Party didn't. Trump didn't. So how are you going to expect him to go to jail on your behalf like you gangster? Trump don't. Trump don't, um, you know, have no loyalty. He's a bully. So you know what bullies do? I'm going to take care of you. What does that mean? So we're going to watch, and I guarantee you everybody in his administration is going to cut and run, like Tillerson's about to do. Because mm-hmm. everybody keeps saying he's going to push Tillerson out. Tillerson was never planning on staying. And since he ran ExxonMobil, and they had drilling rights in Russia, and they need to get those sanctions off. He can't get sanctions off, so why the heck is he there? Because he's going to go back to ExxonMobil and make all that money. Now, if that's not collusion, I don't know what is. But yeah. the obvious is, like, you can't wait until all of these fools go to jail from, like, you know, two years from now and go, yeah, I knew it. I knew Hey. I think LES was on this on inauguration day. Like, we should have seen this coming a long time ago. We know what we know what we see, but we get to play this nice little game of: Do you think? Do you think he believes that? Do you think that Jeff Sessions don't remember? Jeff Sessions plays a senile old white man when it's convenient to him. Yes. yes. So sorry for him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of intimidated by uh, Senator Harris. That fool is racist and crazy and arrogant as hell. You know, I'm sorry for cursing, but, you know, it reminds me of um, the time that an old person would curse you out, and then the police would come around and they'll be like, I don't know what he was thinking, like after they ran into your car. <laughs> That's what just message remind me of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But let me ask you a question, Jerome. And and, and here and here's the, the the thing for me that I'm trying to grapple with. How can they not? Okay, look, you have Paul Manafort. Okay, they got the, They have this guy. That's the reason why he was indicted. You have tapes. They know they have tapes. There's no way General Flynn would have come clean if they didn't have incriminating evidence on this guy, right? So now he also brought in Jared Kushner. He said that he had to reach out to a senior White House official or a senior transition team official to determine whether or not he should move forward 
on a particular situation, and now it's been revealed that that person was Jared Kushner. Why, if he has, if the, if the, if they have all this information, Jerome, why are they not bringing this guy? Why are they not bringing him to justice like right now? I mean, what else is, what else is he trying to build at this point, right? I mean, what, uh, what do you think I, is missing for them to, to drop the hammer on Trump? Oh, it ain't, it's not Trump. It's not just Trump. Pence is gonna go. Mm-hmm. You got, you, I think so. Just think about, think about how many people, like, uh, if if you can remember any of this stuff or, or know this stuff, but how many people got arrested during the Reagan administration? I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't it no, man. crazy? For Contra, like, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, like it was like forty something, or it went up to like seventy-seven yeah. people. I think so, you're right. Time. So they're going to get everybody in the food chain. Who they're talking to now, I think that was reported, Mueller was talking to um, one of Donald Trump's assistants because she was at, she answered the phone at Mar Lago, and they know she answered the phone when Flynn called when uh, after he met with the Russian guy. He made a phone call to Mar Lago, and they're bringing her butt in. So if she says, mm. oh, no, I wasn't taking a message for the president, guess who else is going to jail? Like, you got you got all people in that food chain because they already know the answer to the question when they start asking them. So when they figure out who's covering, they're going to take them all in jail. And, you know, you said earlier, you asked LES, did um, you think that there will be a special prosecutor um, if, I guess, Mueller was – Comey wasn't fired, but you have to put yeah, it in yeah. context. Comey was investigating the Russian allegations anyway. That's what he had to stop. So they would have had that information anyway. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, he was. They were already being investigated by the FBI because how how policing works is the Justice Department has a, a, a arm of the FBI, like your local. Uh, DA's office The DA's office doesn't right. run the police department But they actually have an investigative branch Of the police department That reports directly to your DA's office So they don't have to tell the chief of police That's why a DA can investigate A politician Or a police chief Without somebody knowing So the FBI has the ability to investigate Without the Justice Department even knowing Although they report to them In a, in a org chart kind of way they have independent in, um, investigation um, arms of it. So there was stuff that okay. Donald Trump can't see. There's stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, CIA does not see. Like, they they keep them separate. So Mueller was investigating. They don't know what Mueller knew. I'm sorry, um, Comey was investigating, and they didn't know what they knew. And as soon as the special prosecutor came in, Mueller, he ended up, Taking the the stuff from the investigation prior, and he commandeered all of it. So Jeff Sessions doesn't have it. So you don't know what Mueller has. So okay, let me ask you this then, and I'm, and this question goes to both of you all, and I'll ask you, Mr. Elias, since I haven't heard from you here in a second. Okay, give me the top three people you think he's trying to get because I agree with what Jerome is saying. It makes sense. The reason why they're not trying to bring this to light now because they're trying to get more eggs in the basket. So, in your opinion, give me give me the top four people that you think that they're trying to get with this continued investigation of what's going on with Russia. Kushner Jr. Uh, 
I think Pimps is really, going to be in that mix, too. Yep. Oh, he's going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's uh, going. Okay. Pimps? Yeah. He, and then the uh, college and the fourth would be the president, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I think what Pimps about you, is involved heavily, too. He's running. That, that, Top four. Now, you know who would be surprising to me? It's his daughter. Ooh. Yeah. If they bring charges against her. That dude's going to flip and start like 12 wars at the same time. <laughs> because yeah. you think they would honestly go after to, her? To, huh? Do you honestly exactly. think that they would go after Ivanka? She she was in collusion too. Well, okay, so not just in the Russian stuff, but you know she's meeting with China and some other like all of that stuff falls under the same investigation. So while she's right. technically not an employee of the White House, she was technically a liaison for the president sitting at conferences with Angela Merkel and all those other people, and then she was still meeting with state representatives from places like China where she has business interests. So once they start looking through all of this stuff, anybody breaking a law is free game. So if they threaten him with her, uh, and just like with, you know, the spin that, that Trump is trying to put on this, is that Flynn has been you know, um, pleaded guilty to lying. That's what his felony is. So he's guilty. Manafort is guilty of like tax evasion, money law, moving money, and he's guilty. But they're also guilty of some other stuff. So you don't know what their plea deals are. They're like, we will give you this lesser charge of five years, maximum five years, or we're gonna charge your son and give you charges for your collusion part in this, unless. You tell about the collusion. So they didn't charge them with collusion because they need to give people the impression that they don't have collusion until they actually drop the bomb on everybody. Oh, I'm sorry, we can't use that in, in this country anymore. Until they drop the hammer on everybody. <laughs> you know? You're trying to be politically correct. So they, they have to give Absolutely. the illusion that they're looking someplace else before they actually um, <laughs> go after what they're going for. I know most people you know, are we, being patient about that. Go ahead. No, we were talking about earlier how the White House is trying to distance themselves from uh, from this guy, Flynn. Here's the statement. It says, today Michael Flynn, a former national security advisor at the White House for 25 days <laughs> during the Trump administration and a former Obama administration official, entered a guilty plea to a single count of making a false statement to the FBI. The false statements involved mirrored the false statements to the White House officials, which resulted in his resignation in February of this year. Nothing about the guilty plea or the charge implicates anyone other than Mr. Flynn. The conclusion of this phase of the special counsel's work demonstrates again that the special counsel is moving with a deliberate speed and clears the way for a prompt and reasonable conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you what. You mean you, you, listen you to mean that? former uh-huh. McDonald's Go ahead. employee? Can we bring up this is old stuff? <laughs> guys, man, these guys, boy, these guys are crooks. And for people, can't, you know, that statement reeks of nonsense. It just reeks of nonsense. Oh my God, we are twenty-five days of the Trump administration. But think about it. Even his, in the in the president's statement, when he talked about when he let go of Comey, he made an appointment, Stanley, as to say three or four times, even though. The former FBI director told me that I wasn't under investigation three times. 
we felt that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he did during the Hillary Clinton campaign, you know, warned it. I mean, it's just nonsense. And for people who can't see oh. this, I mean, what the hell are you looking at? What are they you doing? They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. That's what's the problem. What they want to, you know, they live in a, they, I'm telling you, they live in a, they live in a glass shark, man. And that's just it. The bottom line is these people are just, I mean, they're going to see it coming. I talked about the tax dealer at work, the one guy, and he was like, well, what does that mean to me? I was like, you'll see when it starts hitting your ass in the pocket. You'll see that? You'll see right, the person quick. who can't stand Obamacare, right? What does that mean yeah. to me? Like, right. What is Obamacare? You know what I mean? You you didn't know what that was, and you seemed to care about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, it's, it's bad, man. I, this, it is this, truly bad. This is... We are at a stage in this country's history that, you know, I think when the historians go back and look at this period, they're going to say, oh, my God, oh, my damn, what the hell happened during this period? How do we chronicle this for history? It's going to be a dark place. And I think it's going to rank right there with slavery. Go ahead, Jerome. What are you about to say? You know what, though, but I think this is a good time for us. I mean, I I think the country's, like, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a catch twenty two. Obama left us with a really good economy, so we're gonna float on this for about a year and a half until it started to implode from all these moves that these fools are doing now. But fortunately enough, that there's another election that we're probably gonna get at for about a year before Congress kicks in and starts undoing some of this stuff, and they're gonna have to override his vetoes. But they're gonna they're gonna probably do that. So I have to say that if they draw up something in the House, in the Senate, which the Democrats should pretty much easily take back, they draw up something okay. in the House and the Senate and then override vetoes, they'll still be able to course correct a little bit. So we have time. It's not the darkest time, but we're actually in a pit. Like we can see we can see that the sun's still out, but we got about we got about six more hours before it get dark. It is one of those things. Okay. I always, I, I always got to feel like we're in such denial about blatant racism and supremacy. It, I mean, police yeah. shooting people, unarmed people with their yeah. hands up, and we're still like, well, I don't know what his mentality was. If Hillary were the one, we'd have been like, eh, she's bad, but she still go to black churches. Like, we was deceived by that. This dude is flat out, don't like black folks. He he likes them and hates black people, right? Like his biographer or the guy who wrote The Art of Art of Deal said yeah. that he admires black people and hate them at the same time. But that's what hate is. Well. You know, you don't like somebody who you can't be. And at the same time, he is... Whether it's Mexican, whether it's women, the way he treats them, this country is getting up right in their face everything that they cover up. He is showing them, saying, okay, cover this up. So since y'all want to yep. be in denial when black people saying we're discriminated against, and I, I know we're going to talk about this later, but I want to talk mm-hmm. about this on this segment because I can't do it later um, just because of the politics and I don't want Jay getting letters. But... It's kind of like saying this Me Too movement. What if we did a, a Me Too on the racist side? If black people told all the stories about what white folks do to them in this country, 
everybody would be like, oh, my God, there they go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We They need a reconciliation on that side, too. I'm not saying that they're, they compare to each other. I'm just saying that shining a light on something makes people uncomfortable, and people have a tendency to shut down when black people say any doggone thing. So he can say stuff about Mexicans, black folks, um, any country that he wants that there's brown people in, and ignore half the white folks and then starve out poor white folks. You know, kill the EPA and say that we're going to have clean coal. Like, your lungs are still going to be black, but it's going to be clean black smoke. <laughs> like, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, so wow. the, the problem is, is that yeah. I am hopeful that since they're blatant like this, that it will wake some people up to stop talking to us like what you're seeing is not what you're really seeing. They they yeah, really that's a good point. see the flashlight. And this is a big one. Yeah. This is a spotlight. So if you can't yeah. deal with it big now. Ass, who almost cursed? Yeah. No, you can't deal with it now, you'll never deal with it. Almost cursed. I was getting I was getting excited. I'm sorry about that. That's that's an excellent point that you're bringing up, Jerome. You <laughs> said something that I thought was interesting. Uh is uh, and it's actually a uh segue into this morning's uh something that you need to know in four minutes or less. Uh this is a story, this comes to us from uh your black world. It's a story about a man who spent uh thirty one years in prison and um you know, we talk about this on this show all the time, how people spend who are wrongfully convicted and then they fight to not give them the money that they deserve. Here it is. We'll be right back after this. In four minutes or less, you're listening to this series. Thank you. Okay, so this story comes to us from Elizabeth Ellis all day at Daily News. This is just insanity to me. So a Tennessee man released from prison after a wrongful conviction put him away for 31 years is fighting an exoneration case that could grant him $1 million in compensation. Lauren, Lawrence McKinney, 60, of Memphis, Tennessee, was convicted of rape and burglary in 1978 and was sentenced to prison for 115 years. He was released in 2009 after DNA evidence ruled him out as a suspect in the case. After his release, McKinney was issued $75 and he could be eligible for up to $1 million in compensation if the Tennessee Parole Board hears his exoneration case, which has been denied twice already. What? I don't have no life. All my life was taken away, he told CBS News. McKinney's lawyer, Jack Lowry, said he suffered enough and thinks that he should receive the compensation after 31 years behind bars. It is not justice for him not to receive compensation for being wrongfully imprisoned, Lowry told the network. In September, the parole board voted 7-0 to deny his exoneration case. Now it's up to Governor Bill Haslam, our Tennessee, who receives exoneration applications, to have the final say. The governor's press secretary, Jennifer Donalds, told the Tennessean that after the September decision, Haslam received an executive clemency application on November 21st. His decision to act could come soon with or without the parole board's recommendation. If McKinney's case is approved, he would also have the option to clear his name. Patsy Bruce served on the parole board that denied McKinney's first exoneration hearing, and she said she's still not convinced he's innocent. Oh, my goodness. The ca- that, that case was rejected because the judge and the district attorney did not provide sufficient evidence that was properly tested, she said. 
There has been one mistake made that sent him to prison. I trust that another is not made that does not allow him exoneration, Lowry told CBS. Unbelievable. So a man can be DNA exonerated, but she doesn't want to... Ah, these people are so fake. So... Anyway, um, you know, let's. I, I think people should call down and, and press the governor's hand and uh, force him. This man, 31 years. Yeah, your DNA testing said that he was that he was exonerated. You came up with DNA testing. Now, when it works, now when it works in favor of a black man, now you don't want to use it. So uh, I would I would uh, advise all to uh, send emails and texts or emails and. Letters to Governor Bill Haslam, our Tennessee, Republican Tennessee, and uh, see if we can't get the fire burning. So with that, if you'd like more news updates or information, please subscribe to atyourblackworld.net. My name is Yurima Karama, at Your Black World News. Informative lesson sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. It's best. We'll be right back after this. When taking Abilify, call your doctor if you have uncontrollable muscle movements as these can become permanent or if you experience unusual or worsening mood changes or thoughts of suicide. If you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion on Abilify, these may be signs of a life-threatening reaction. There are documented cases in which side effects from Abilify have resulted in coma or death. My name is Andy Berman. I'm not an actor. This is not a TV commercial. I'm a former spokesman for Bristol-Myers Squibb, the makers of Abilify. On Abilify, I started to experience, one by one, all of the side effects they talk about in those TV commercials, including agitation, confusion, stiff muscles, and memory loss. I stopped taking Abilify because I didn't want to experience the final side effect, death. If you're one of the hundreds of thousands of patients who's been prescribed Abilify, ask your doctor if Abilify is wrong for you. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, at least 25% of American women say they have experienced sexual harassment in the workplace. So I urge my Republican colleagues to reconsider their support for this resolution. I urge them not to force vulnerable women who have been wronged into the dark. I would like to also address Nancy Pelosi's uh, statement, which I'm sure all of you all are aware of at this juncture, calling on the congressman to resign. First of all, it is not up to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi did not elect the congressman, and she sure as hell won't be the one to tell the congressman to leave. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You listen to the serious side of the J Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Mr. Elias is having some mic issues, and he's live. I don't think he realizes that. Welcome back in. All right. Not only is Mr. Elias is here, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, is in the house as well. Plus, the birthday girl has decided to show up. The one and only, the very lovely Doctor Princess Odilia. Good morning and happy belated birthday to you. Well, thank you, and 
it's still my birthday. I celebrate for 30 days, to, uh, up until December 30th. Okay, but you weren't born. It didn't take 30 days for you to be born, so your birthday is a um, birthday, and then you want to create was, whatever you want to create, then fine. Okay. This was, so your birthday this for 30 days? This was a long time okay. in the making. Yeah, for 30 days, baby, every really? day. Okay, so, all right. Yes, absolutely. So today's okay. So happy birthday, birthday again too. today, then. Thank okay, you. Okay, and then tomorrow will be your birthday as well. That's okay, right. Okay, got it. Excuse me. All right. Gotcha. So I am, glad I, and, morning, and guess what, and, guys? Uh, 48 yeah. never felt so good, I just want to say. It never felt okay. so good. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Anyone <laughs> oh, you're 48? To, to, to add to that? I am 48. I know I look 35, baby. You don't have to say yeah, that. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I thought you were 60. You look at least 40, 50. What? <laughs> 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 no, Dr. D, let me, let me, let me rectify that. Let's say you look good for your age. How about that? Well, thank you, darling. <laughs> I'm going to join you wrong with uh, that uh, radio silence. We'll just let you guys have that. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen, uh, you know, you heard on the post Senator Al Franken uh, during, uh, in 2016 when he was uh, pilling in front of Congress uh, uh, to, to force Congress to vote for a measure that would protect women from sexual harassment. And a year later, he's in the crosshairs of the same thing that he was trying to get Congress to approve. Not only is he uh, in the crosshairs, uh, Representative John Conyers is uh, in the crosshairs as well. And so under pressure, they're under pressure right now. And so my question is, uh, and Dr. Princess O'Dea, because I know you know the congressman, let me just go to you right now. Uh, first of all, I don't know if you've had any contact with him. I heard that he's hospitalized. How is he doing? And your comments and your thoughts on this. Um, first of all, and, and this is something because it definitely does hit home. And knowing him personally, it comes as a surprise. I I am guilty of not even reading all about it before I had my comments to when I heard about it and said, well, I don't think he, I mean, that doesn't seem like, like him. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a very, very nice and, and gentle man, and, and he gives, I think, compliments that are, are decent he may say you know you know you look very nice or whatever but um i've been you know i mean he's been to my home i've never had he's never done um something that was you know disrespectful to me um so it was hard to you know hear what i had read and and all of that he's doing I mean, he's doing as well as to be expected. This is very stressful, and it's a stressful situation, but um, it's all of it's disgruntling, and, you know, I don't, I will not discredit another woman's um, situation because I understand how that can be also. So to be very true to what I believe in, um, I'm just going to be silent about that because I, I wasn't there, and I'm not going to discredit the woman if the woman says something happened, you know, something happened um, more than in, in many, many cases. And um, it's no, it's not like, you know, you get a prize for coming out with that kind of stuff. It, and I believe that with the Me Too going on and all of that and more people speaking out, women are speaking out. And 
then I also will say this: sometimes a, a you know a man may man men flirt. I, I and me being an entrepreneur, I deal with men all the time, and I deal with uh, men being attracted with you know attracted to me all the time. I deal with men saying, you know, they may hold you know give me a hug or because I, I I may give a hug and you know just out of affection and. Um, they may give a hug and try to hold a little longer, and I'm like, no, I just put people in their place. But for some women, a man may, you know, touch your arm or do whatever, and it makes them feel uncomfortable because they know that it was a, it was a sign of attraction or a sign of them saying, you know, a sign of attraction. And some people take that as a real, real violation, you know. Um, and I don't think I don't think that it is a violation. I think it becomes a violation when you express that that it's uncomfortable to you, even the touch on the arm or the 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 massage of your hand or something like that. You know that. You know if I say no, please don't do that, and you continue to do that, now that's a problem. But if you did that, I wouldn't run away and say, oh my God, you know I was harassed and and and. And I never, you know, I wouldn't do that. But I, 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 I so I, I don't know. I, I, I won't discredit a woman's testimony. I just won't because it, it all depends on how that woman took her situation and how she felt at that time. Um, I just, I actually, I've just become numb to it. I tell people all the time, I'm numb to men and their advances, however they are. You know, you go to touching my, touching my. My 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 backside. Now that's a problem. You know that's a major problem. But people touch arms, massage your arms, massage your hands. They may even touch your hair, or whatever. And for some women, that's a violation, and they feel very violated to the point that they feel that they are harassed on first attempt. So I don't know. I, well, I, I, I know it, it was uh, something close to you because I know you know them. Uh, you know. Uh, so you know, the, the second person I thought of was Jerome when all this broke down, because I know we've had numerous discussions about how Democrats, how Republicans can do certain things, but Democrats are the first ones to eat their young. And this reminds me, well, when I heard, when I thought about everything that was going on, the first person I thought of was Jerome. And it goes back to, and a prime example of that, Ms. Delias, is what Nancy Pelosi said when this first came out. She talked about how, uh, uh, you know, Congress is an icon, and all of a sudden, man, people came after her. Like, you know, she, it was like, oh my God, how can you say this about this sex offender? Well, the pressure got to uh, Nancy Pelosi, and this is what she said when she was interviewed later that week. Online radio at its best. Well, the uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since uh, Sunday, are serious, disappoint, disappointing. And very credible. It's very sad. Uh, the brave women who have come forward are owed justice. Uh, I pray for Congressman Conyers and his family and wish them well. However, Congressman Conyers should resign. Uh, as Dean, Congressman Conyers has served our, our Congress for more than five decades and shaped some of the most consequential legislation of the last half century. However, zero tolerance means consequences. For everyone, no matter how great the legacy, it's no license to harass or discriminate. In fact, it makes it even more disappointing. 
Yesterday, the House took a first step mandating sexual harassment and discrimination training, that resolution on the floor. Uh, next step, and very important for us, to Congress, to pass that. Online radio at its best. Our Thank you for that example. Is this an example? Is this an example? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me go, to Jerome. Is this an example of what you've always talked about on this show? How Republicans can sit here and have affairs left and right, but then as soon yep. as a Democrat does something, then they're ready to eat their young. But then the second, and I have a question for you, then, Ms. Elias. Jerome, your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know that's this is a plain textbook example, right? Mm-hmm. So how old is um, Conyer? He's in his eighties, maybe. And, yeah. You know, I know, yeah, so how are you going to go back, you know, and say, well, something that he did 40, 50 years ago, or whatever, I don't know the timeline. I didn't read any of that nonsense because even at the payout, he didn't admit any guilt. But for for Republicans, they won't admit guilt. They won't even look in the face. They'll be on videotape, and everybody gets to turn a blind eye to them and be like, well, he ain't say he did it, so whatever. Right, yeah. we you you got people talking about Al Franken re- resigned because he felt somebody's butt when they was hugging, taking a picture. It's like, are you crazy? What kind of, what you're gonna get? You're gonna start getting people to lose their job for looking at some girl's butt? You know, I mean, I'm not saying that gir- girls do that to guys too. I'm not saying that you say to say to a woman. You know, so people hit on people. I, you know. That is kind of touchy for people's sexual harassment because there are some people who have really, really been abused and all of that other stuff, not downplaying that at all. But I'm saying the cases that they're saying for, you know, somebody looking at them funny or breathing on them reminds me of the old um, um, Emmett Till stuff. It's like, ooh, my stars, you was looking at a white woman. Like anybody can say, man, that, that, that's getting out of hand, especially on the Democratic side. Republicans, this guy is sleeping with 14-year-old girls. It was like, well, I talked to their mama first. It's like, are you, are you kidding? And if you can't even do a comparison. So for Nancy Pelosi or anybody on the Democratic side to be throwing, you know, throwing Al Franken under the bus or Conyers, have lost their mind, and they've lost all credibility with me. So anybody who I hear say that is like John Conyers to resign. It's like Democrats is a big tent party, and they cannot keep their heads in the game at all. And those stories were leaked by um, um, or researched and leaked by conservatives. And you know why they did that? And, and we fell for it. They did it because of more they did it because yep. of the talk of Donald Trump, and they put out two Democrats. As a matter of fact, the first person who came out for Franken, she's on Fox. She's like, yeah, he took a picture with his hand over my breast, and I felt some kind of way. He's a doggone comedian. Yeah, it was inappropriate, but just for taking a picture when you're not in public office. So what are you going to say? Well, I'm sorry, from the days that you... Um, play basketball, there's some girls on the court, and you back down on them too much and put your butt on them. So now what are you going to kick somebody out of office for stuff they did in elementary school? You can't take careers and then say that that person has not grown up to be something else. 
like saying someone was arrested years ago and now they can't have a TV show. And I'm talking about Martha Stewart when I say that. So I'm just saying, if you're going to hold people <laughs> accountable for their past, there's a lot of people who you could be holding accountable for their past. But Democrats will take something and just run with it before they even know. Nobody's been convicted of Jack. Nobody, you know what I mean? No convictions, but they'll go, oh, well, you need to answer these questions. It should be your ethics while you're in office, too. And you should let that stuff out before people go to office, I mean, while they're running for office so that you can make a decision on whether you want to vote for that person. The first story that you did about the guy who spent 31 years in jail, people don't want to give, $1 million is nothing. To give somebody some money for 31 years is like saying, oh, my bad. So we, our society is jacked like that. For people who did not do stuff or who had the appearance of doing something or making somebody feel some kind of way, we convict them like they shot somebody. And people who shoot, shoot people, you know, Dick Cheney's of shooting people in the face, they're like, well, he walked across his gun. That's what he said. Walked across his, his uh, light of sight. We got the weirdest backwards perspective on stuff. And Democrats are crazier than most. When it comes down to it, John Connor, Connor said, mm-hmm. not say anything to anybody, and they need to let that man serve out his term. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, mm-hmm. l- l- let me yeah. let me ask you. I mean, th- this topic, more than most, uh, you know, I-, I try not to look. When the show's over, I try to disconnect. There's no doubt about it. But man, I have been hearing from people all week. People trying to give us uh, their two cents on the sexual harassment topic as a whole. And a lot of men are out there mm-hmm. saying, you know, this is unfair to us. Because of something we may have done when we were younger, we shouldn't be held accountable for that because we're different people. We're different individuals. And so I guess my question for you is, how do you feel about those sentiments? Because a lot of, I'm telling you, man, I've heard from, you know, we've been doing this show, good God, man, maybe five years, six years maybe. Probably longer. I don't know how more long. More than that. Been more than that. It's been chain, at least. Huh? It's been about That's nine. Been years. for at least since twenty. No way. Well, well, maybe it could have been. But anyway, the point is that out of all the time we've been on the air, I've never gotten so much. And we've done some stories here on this show. I mean, and, and look, in, fair, in, in fairness, we weren't really monitoring social media the way we we have been in the last four years. So maybe this statement is uh, really not all that truthful, uh, or it doesn't really represent the totality of all the episodes that we've had. But I, I, I tell you what, man, uh, the comments that I've received from men, I think the other show where we had a lot of comments were when we talked about how the lady took the condom out of the uh, out of the trash can and stuck holes in it and got child support. We got a lot of responses behind that. But people have been responding to this, and men are scared. I heard from a guy, you know, and, and I'm not going to say his name. I'm pretty sure the name that he gave me or his handle wasn't really all wasn't really him. But he talked about how you know what position he holds in his company, and he's thinking, man, we are on the edge because we don't know if a woman comes back disgruntled and pissed off about something that did not happen, legitimately, like for example, wanting a raise, and you know, really raises are not in the picture for certain people at certain levels that they may be caught up in a sexual harassment claim. What say you in regards to this 
temperament and this environment that's going on when it comes to sexual harassment. Well, Jay, um, bottom line is that, you, you know, I hope you don't hold me accountable for things I've done in my 20s and even my 30s, man, because, hey, I was, hey, man, I did some wild stuff back then. And, and, and you know, something, man, it, it could be misconstrued. Hey, hey, well, it could be considered sexual harassment. But, you know, that was back in the day. That's why I, I learned a valuable lesson at a job I was at where, you know, you never sleep with somebody where you work at. Because I did, I did do that at a place. Me and this young lady were attracted to each other, and we ended up sleeping together. And um, you know, it didn't end up well. So you know, bottom line is, I, I learned that lesson as a, as a youth. But you know, in response to that, hell, I work with women today, and, and some of these women say some of the most foul, disgusting things where I work at, and I just walk away. I, a woman. Pick, I got a guy that's a farmer that I work with, and he grows zucchinis, right? And he brings in fruits and vegetables for us. And a woman picked up a zucchini and said to this other woman, hey, we could have fun with this, couldn't we? And I, I, just, I just looked at her and I walked away. And, 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 and I, I mean, she said things like this all the time, man. And I don't say anything but, but, in response to her. But is that a double standard, though? Yes, is that I a think there is. What I mean by that is, what, what I mean by that is this, Miss Elias, is okay because you choose to walk away from it. But if you went and filed a complaint, you would be within your grounds, right? I mean, so I mean, are are you saying, are you telling women to ignore these types of things? Just you know, walk away no. and, and let it go. I, that's that's, well, that's what are you what saying? I choose to do. That's what I okay. choose to do. What somebody else chooses to do is that what they choose to do. I choose to walk away from her because, I mean, she makes these – I've had a woman there, man, and, and, and she's an elder. She's older, and, and she stuck up what I said. Go ahead and get a pad. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. And I walk away because that's what Where I do. Where the hell do you work at? My goodness. Jeez. I mean – What the heck's going on at your job? Is, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So when we talk about stuff like that, man, I'm telling you. I have experienced it on from both sides of the fence. So at that point in time, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk away because that's what I choose to do. Because, uh, you know, I, I mean, people could, could, maybe could be taking it as a joke and laughing. You know, and I like to laugh just like everybody else, but I'm not going to get caught up in that mess. That's just how I choose to do do you? Do you find yourself, when you're dealing with men now in this environment, do you find yourself, are men treating you differently now that this is going on? No. People are looking. Actually. I mean, so, so are, are, are they watching what they say and do? Are they being careful with, you know, I mean, so how, since this whole thing has gotten, since this trend has started, um, you know, how are men approaching you now in business? You know what? I, <laughs> it hasn't changed. They, you know what? I've and I've, I've the the approaches. I, I have a lot of male clients. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have I'm I've just <sighs> deleted someone from my my client list because they crossed the line so bad. Um, and I had I had done nothing but, 
you know, consult the guy and on business and and I get a call last week at three in the morning. And I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe they made a butt dial because they couldn't have been calling me at three in the morning. Then I get a call the next day, and the guy made advances that were just crazy and, and you know, inviting me to his home and all of this. And, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. And I, and I, 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 you know, I'm like, how presumptuous of you and, and what, the, what the hell? And now I nipped it in the bud. And I'm not going to deal with him on even business because he definitely crossed the line. But then there's those other thin lines where, you know, men are, they're in my office and they're sitting across from me and and they make comments, you know, or whatever, and then they'll laugh. You know, since this has been going on, they'll laugh. They say, well, let me watch myself because I don't want a sexual harassment suit or something like that. And it could have been something as simple as, man, you're beautiful. Or and then they oh I'm I'm sorry I don't want I don't want to be charged with sexual harassment and and I don't take it like that I'm like no I, you know I'm good you know on that level because they didn't touch me or anything like that and I don't take it I I know that they may say something but um, I just I mean this whole this whole idea yes I believe also there's a double standard because there are a lot of men who have been sexually harassed too. If you would, you know, the, the the guidelines of the bylaws of sexual harassment, what is sexual harassment? Really? Um, you know, it's like define that. You know, can you say someone is beautiful? Can you can you, you comment you and cannot. say exactly and it and it and it's a very thin line. So you have some women who may take, you know, a guy saying, Dang baby as really crossing the line and them feeling like something. I mean, I so happen to be, I, I'm numb to it, and I make comment of all, I've said that for years. I don't I don't really care. Let's just close the deal. You can say whatever you want to say. Just don't cross the line, line and put your hands on me, you know. So I don't, I don't really care. Just let's close the deal. Um, or if you have a situation like what I had this past week. Um, and then I just want to say something else about um, Congressman Conyers, um, in his in his case, and I, I mean, Congressman Conyers is one of the most sweetest men that that I know, and he's done so much for our country, for our people, since it literally just genuinely he has given his life to that, and I think that it's it's just absolutely unfair and. Um, it's it's really crazy for them to to have him go out or try to force him to go out on such a note. So I really um, I really pray that that he lives on to finish his term, and um, you know I just really pray that. Um, I, I I just like Jerome. I did not read all of the the articles or anything about it, but I did read something about it, and, and I and I just. I stopped reading, but it, it it was so old. I'm thinking, why? Well, you know, can we can we move on? I mean, can can Trump get get you know put out? Can somebody else get put out too? I mean, you know, where where <laughs> how with what I even read, it wasn't it wasn't like that. It was 
something old and and it wasn't even very graphic anything like that but but I don't you know I don't discredit how the woman felt but it was so long ago and for them to bring this up like this on him after he's done so so much and he's done so much for Detroit and stood in the gaps for so many people it's it's very sad it's, it's, and it's it's very sad very sad and, and he even even I, I'll give Bountiful Group Youth Development Program credit to Congressman before I even changed um, or you know increased our model to focusing on the youth. It was John Conyers who kept asking me and telling me I'm going to stand by yep. your um, youth program when I didn't even have one. He kept he just kept saying it like he saw into the future or something. I mean the man has been okay. just an amazing person. So. No, I get it, and you're and you're close to him, so I get it. I understand. All right, we're at the top of the hour, but let, let's get in a phone call here real quick before we step out and take a quick break from one of the just absolute my, one of my dearest friends, a person who I hold in high regard and has the best radio voice in the world, the very lovely Kathleen Williams. Good morning, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm doing great this morning. Good. How are you? How's everybody? Happy great, outstanding. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Happy Where's your comments? I'm laughing because I'm like, we willed you up on this conversation. that You probably got to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that in the back of my head. My bad. I shouldn't even thought it. My fault. <laughs> I'm glad you did a great intro, though. So be kind. <laughs> be kind, Jake. I'm just because I didn't say anything. Jay, I, didn't, I, haven't, I haven't said anything. Don't bring me into this. Go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> be kind. I, I love you. Sorry. I, for a while, and I didn't, you know, I didn't hit one, so I just felt like, you know, I wanted to share. Um, I think it's important just to share this this viewpoint um, because uh-huh. it, it. I think it's very important that. Let me start here. First of all, as far as the politicians and the men and so forth that are um, being asked to resign and brought up on certain charges and so on and so forth, I don't think any one of them has been brought up on sexual harassment charges for looking at somebody funny or for touching their arm or massaging their hand. I don't think it's been, I don't think it has been a fine line. I think the charges that have been brought, I don't, and I'm not talking about Conyers because I didn't listen to the accusers for Conyers, but I think the charges that have been brought have been serious. If you look at your Matt Lauer and, and, and some of the others, I think they've been serious things that do need to be considered and investigated. With regards to uh, Franken, I really agree with Jerome with regards to the fact that this was done before he was in office. Um, that, that I don't know about, you know, they said about somebody touching somebody's breast and um, behind during a photo op and so on and so forth. I do really think those things are inappropriate, but I do think there can be a discussion. When Pelosi says zero tolerance, there should be, before she can say zero tolerance, I think they have to have guidelines that describe what the zero tolerance is for. You know, if, if it's this, if it's that, if we do an investigation and we come up with this, and if those issues that are presented 
pass the muster of what they say zero tolerance is for, and it shouldn't be for a massage on the hand. But if they need to be clear what the zero tolerance is for and how long ago has it been and blah, blah, blah. But if it's straight up rape, if you're a rapist, then, hey, you need to be brought up on charges if the statute. You know, they need to, they need to look at this with some common sense and a clear delineation. That said, I think in discussing this, we have to be careful not to make the victim the perpetrator. So we, you know, look at women now and, we, you know, men are trying to say, oh, I don't want to be brought up with sexual harassment charges. That's just arrogance. You know, if you're telling somebody, oh, you look nice today, and then you, ha-ha, I don't want to be brought up with sexual harassment, that's, that's the attitude and the energy that women are battling against just in everyday life. So if you look, we're looking at men in power that are oppressing women and keeping the glass ceiling and they know they're in charge and, you know, women are trying to move up and move out and they haven't been able to. And this has been a culture in our country that has kept women down, kept women down. And so now we're looking at the fact that it's coming out. It's not because it's new. It's because sometimes finally somebody's listening. This is not uh, uh, something that just happened yesterday. As you can see, a lot of these things are from uh, many, many years ago when women were afraid to speak out. They were afraid that they'd get fired, they were, and they wanted to move up. They're just finally getting to a place, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying they should have kept silent. I'm not saying that or condoning that. But I'm saying to you that this has been a culture in our country for forever. And we know it, and now that it's coming out, I do think that the women should be listened to and they should be heard and that the charges should be investigated, clearly investigated. But we should not start turning against the women and, and calling them uh, perpetrating crimes against men because they're reporting it and because they've gone past a certain period of time and now they're saying something. I think we need to be really very careful with that. Very careful with that. And the last point that I want to make is that black women have been going through this forever and a day. And if you notice, the majority of the women whose complaints are heard right now are not black women. That doesn't mean that it hasn't happened to us. It means that we're still invisible even in this realm. So now that it's white women, people are listening. Well, well said, well said, and Thank you very, very much for your comments. Wow. All right, coming up next, folks, we're going to have a very special happy birthday song I'm going to dedicate to Dr. Prince Dundee during the next break, and we'll continue the conversation about sexual harassment on the other side. You listen to the serious side of the TJRS. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Health Spot. This is Dr. Tracy, naturopathic doctor. And this week's Health Spot is about the benefits of vitamin D. As the winter months approach and the days get shorter, many of us become deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin created naturally by the sun. And besides helping to build healthy bones, vitamin D has an array of other benefits. A few include aiding in the building of the immune system, and it can also decrease the risk of high blood pressure. Supplementation with a high-quality vitamin D3 is critical during the winter months 
and for those who have limited sun exposure. While excessive sun exposure can lead to skin cancer, up to 15 minutes per day is fine for most. And that's your health spot for this week. I'm Dr. Tracy. Have a great day.
This is a sad morning here at Today and at NBC News. Just moments ago, NBC News Chairman Andy Lack sent the following note to our organization. Dear colleagues, on Monday night we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. It represented, after serious review, a clear violation of our company's standards. As a result, we have decided to terminate his employment. Russell Simmons has announced he's stepping down from his companies amid two allegations of sexual misconduct. The Def Jam Records founder reacted to screenwriter Jenny Lumet's guest column in The Hollywood Reporter. In the essay, Lumet alleged that in approximately 1991, Simmons brought her home to his apartment and sexually violated her after offering a ride. While Simmons first says he recalls that evening differently, his statement continues, quote, It is now clear to me that her feelings of fear and intimidation are real. All right, welcome back here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Good morning and welcome into the serious side. And, uh, of course, I'm Jay. Glad you guys are here. Let's say good morning to our panelists for the last time. First and last, well, the last time this morning. Let's say good morning to the birthday girl, the very lovely Dr. Princess Adelia. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Fabulous. Good morning. Good morning. Let me say something before we go any further. Okay, listen, I dedicated that song to Dr. Princess Odia because I know that's the type of music that she likes. But when I was listening to the lyrics, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, don't read into the lyrics. That's her music. That's the reason why I did it. Oh, my God. All right, to the man who gets the first and last word here on the series, Mr. Elias. Oh, God. Whatever. Good morning, morning, Mr. Elias. How are you? Yeah, Mr. tell us, uh, because I'm, I'm getting comments, who made the song? Who who made that song, Mr. Elias, so we can... Uh, that, that's that uh, Mr. Mahogany by... Oh, uh, her last name is Car- uh, Car- uh, Star, is like her last name, but... Uh, Lorraine, one, Lorraine but Star. Lorraine Star, Lorraine yeah. Star. All right, there mm-hmm. it is. All right, so there you go. All you fans out there who are wondering, the man who gets the first and last word, once again, Mr. Elias, is here in the house. As we continue the conversation about sexual harassment, you heard, you know, Matt Lauer gone. Now, so when we go back and you look at it, and, and you can tell by, you know, when you think about Charlie Rose, the Charlie Rose situation. Uh, so here are women who share the stage with these guys, and they are hurt because these folks are no longer a part of what's going on. So let's go back for a second. Because even though people may come back and say, well, bottom line is this happened a long time ago, what, what, where is the statute of limitations? I mean, where, where, okay, because I may, I've had women pinch me on my buddy work. I didn't say anything about it. Matter of fact, I, I kind of enjoyed it. But, you what know, you I'm not but the bottom line is, well, of course work? I did. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but... <laughs> But my point is, is that who's to say, okay, where, where is the meter, right? Is there a meter? What should be considered sexual harassment, what's not? Is there a clear definition? Because someone can take it the wrong way. You know, like I said, man, I've received so many comments, and I'm reading some of the comments that we're going to read here in Chatterbox in about another 20 minutes or so, and everyone is thinking the same thing. Where, where do, what's the limit? What is the true definition of sexual it seems harassment? Like there is no, it seems like there is no limit. It all depends on the person's preference. It seems like it, it depends so then, on okay. so, so here, what, let, let me ask you this question then. Well, well, let me ask you this question. And, and, you know, and this is something that I've been thinking about. 
So, for example, give me an, the, 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 give me an example of a man who you think is just gorgeous, Dr. Princess Odea. A man that you some hmm, wow, I wouldn't mind being with that guy. Give me, give yeah. me a guy. Uh, Elvis, what's his name? Dietrich, what's his name? Elvis. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, so oh, now, this guy. <laughs> okay, stop. Come back. All right, so here's the deal. <laughs> this guy, a guy that looks just like him, is in your office. And he, you know, he walks up to you and you t- guys are talking and, hey, I really like your business. He touches your arm or whatever the case may be. You know, maybe rub your arm and say, okay, honey, or whatever the case may be. And you're like, oh, okay. But now let's say another guy walks in there that looks like, you know, my favorite guy I always go to, Flavor Flav. And he's doing <laughs> the same damn thing. And you're saying, oh, well, get your hands off me. So now are you going to say, wait a minute. So it's sexual harassment when Flavor Flav does it. But when Intra's elbow walks in and, you know, uh, stays in contact with your arm a little bit longer, uh, why is that not a case of sexual harassment? Well, first of all, I, I, I'm going to say it, it, it really doesn't have anything to do with that so much that I, that what I believe But, but my in, point, but hold on, is, before you go any further, hold on, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but I, what I want to emphasize here is those situations exist where if it's an attractive guy that's, you know, stepping over the line a little bit, it's okay, but if it's an unattractive guy or a guy that, you know, I don't have nothing to do with this dude, you know what, guess what, I'm going to go ahead and file sexual arrest. I guess what one of the guys, here, here's yeah. a question for you, Dr. Prince. One of the guys who sent me a message during the week said this, how do you approach a female? Isn't those type of flirtatious situations lead to relationships? How do you know? What's the message? Do we wait for the female to come and say something to us? Uh, exactly. uh, how do we uh, proceed in a situation like that without getting okay, caught up it, in sexual harassment? First of all, I mean, and, and, and I'm just going to say what I was going to say that I don't think it's not so. It's not so much if the guy is attractive or unattractive. It really depends on the boundary of the woman, if she wants that or not, or if she how she chooses to perceive or care about what. Is being is happening to her. If I want an advance, and you know the woman may may be interested, so at the point that the guy makes the move or says whatever he says, it's wanted. Versus when the person said what they said and they didn't want it, and they choose to take it. However, you know they they take it not they choose, but they take it how they take it. They feel about that scenario how they feel. However, they feel about that scenario. If they feel the line was crossed, um, usually the line, they, they deem it, uh, you know, um, as a line being crossed when they're not interested, you know. And, and that's what it seems like here. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I keep going back to the clients because, I, I mean, now I'm, I'm really paying attention to a lot of things that I didn't really care about too much to pay attention to. Um, there was a female who is... Um, I guess she's interested in one of my one of my 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 colleagues, and um, the guy has no interest in this young lady, but she thinks that he does. Now she wants him to have interest, but 
anything that he says to, to her, which I've heard her say before, oh, one day he pays attention to me and the next day he doesn't. Oh, he's just having a bad day. Today he said my hair looked really nice. And, oh, my God, he must be feeling it. I don't know if he has a woman or a wife or not, but maybe he does. And I just hope, I wish that he would just come out and say it. Now, she's taken a, a simple compliment, a simple conversation as an advancement when that's not, that's just who this person is. And I happen to know that. He's a kind person. He may say something. He may, you know, compliment a woman and say the hair is nice. But because she is where she is in her head, she's taking it way outside of the box. Now imagine that same woman taking it like she did, but not wanting that, that not wanting um, the advancement, not wanting what she's interpreting as a sexual advancement or an attraction towards her. That same scenario could go bad. She could say, he was trying to approach me. He, he complimented, he, he was telling me that he wanted me, and, but he never said that. But through his actions, she interpreted that. So I think in, in, I think a lot of these cases, um, and, and I don't want to discredit women. I, I don't want to discredit um, someone's position, but this is where it becomes a vital, a vital importance for there to be a specific guideline in place so that even the, the people who do try to make advancements or, or even is attracted to someone that, you know, they know where their boundaries are in certain settings or any setting. But all of those that are coming forth seem to be all business settings. And outside of the of work, it seems to be, I, I, don't, I haven't heard anywhere, it was just somebody kicking it on the street or at a restaurant and they had no business uh, correlation um, coming forth. It all seems to be business-related. So in that scenario, instead of the fine print, there needs to maybe be a class or something where you understand all of the fine lines um, and, and, and so you understand where, what, what to do and what not to do. And, and I'm not going to say that, I mean, people have always known about sexual harassment, and I don't think they've really cared until now when everything is coming out. But let's use the example that you just gave. That's a great example that you just gave. How in her mind, all this was going on. And all of yeah. a sudden, so, you know, and so let's go back. Mr. Elias, I'll turn to you on this. So in that female's mind, all this was going on. This guy really wanted her. How many times, Mr. Elias, have you heard people say that, you know what, when I first started dating him, I really didn't like him at all. He was getting on my nerves, but eventually he won yeah. me through. Eventually he won. Eventually I gave in. Eventually I realized that, hey, I love this guy. So my, so it goes back to that question, when do you know? I mean, what's the size? There's no clear definition. Should there be a clear definition of what sexual harassment is? If it's a matter of interpretation, then a lot of guys are going to be in trouble when it comes to this, right? Depending right. on how the female mm-hmm. feels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I try, like I say, at this point in time, man, I, I I don't try to advance. When I'm at my job, 
Mm-mm. I don't try and advance on nobody. I, you know, I do compliment this older lady at my job because, you know, I always I say, good morning, beautiful. You know, and that, that's the extent of it. And, and she, you know, she, you know, she said, you know, you make me feel like I'm 20 years old again when you talk to me. And I always, because, you know, she's an older woman. But I don't, man, I stay away from anything as far as any sexual comments because, and, 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 and some of the and officers I'm in, man, some of them comments just fly. And it's usually women. Some of the women I work with, I I, I, just, I can't enjoy but shake my head. So as far as advancements, I don't I don't say anything out of the way at my job. Now, if I'm out, outside of my job and I see a woman that I like, I'm going to, you know, try and talk to her. And now, if that's construed as sexual harassment, consider me sexually harassing women. Because if I see a woman okay. I, I'm interested in, I'm going to say something to her. But now that yeah, my job you know, but you know, you you, okay, you no, know just by you saying good let's morning, go back. you. Oh, hold on, Doctor Prince, dear. I, I don't want to lose my train of thought. I'll give it back to you in a second, but I want to bring up a point that Mr. Elias just brought up. Okay, you just said something, right? One of the things mm-hmm. that one of the one of the tapes that are making the rounds right about now is a tape of Matt Lauer between takes on the Today Show with Meredith. Mm-hmm. Mer- what's her name? Vida, whatever her name is. She's bending Pierre. over. He's like, hey, that's yeah. a nice view. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. keep it up. So so now she laughed it off. Is that sexual harassment? That comment that he made? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was looking even at her behind. Telling, is that sexual harassment? Even me telling that. Even, I know Dr. D is going. Even with me saying good morning, beautiful to that woman is sexual harassment. Yep. But it's not. Yep. Uh, it's not unwarranted. That's that's where that's where if she says please don't say that to me anymore. But how the hell you know? But how the hell do you know it's not warranted? Okay, let's say that she comes back later on because in, this is a typical situation. You can say, hello, beautiful, how you doing? You're being nice to this female. Then all of a sudden, this, this, you know, this female is working for you. Now you're asking, she's asking you for a promotion, and you can't give her a promotion. All of a sudden, those little things you were saying, they're no longer innocent. Oh, well, this guy has been, you know, saying inappropriate things to me for a long time because now she's pissed off she didn't get the promotion. So, so my mm. point, you know, this is dangerous for me. It really and truly is because how do you know what's what, what's the cutoff? Who makes the determination you know what I, whether or not there has to be a third party, Doctor Princess Odia? Right? Someone has to listen yeah. to this and say, okay, you know, based on what we what we're hearing, there, there to me there has to be. It just can't be the female says, you know, I believe all the women. You know, in your in, in your in uh, in uh, Conyers case, that lady that they paid her to be quiet, or they settled with her, whatever the case may be, she broke her so she broke the agreement, <laughs> so she can come out and say, well, I just want him to apologize for calling me a liar. Wait a minute, you took a settlement to shut the hell up, but now you want to start running your mouth. See, I have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, 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 and 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 and, and I, I well. <laughs> I understand, absolutely, and and I, like I said, what has influenced so many women to come forth and to say what they're saying now is because so many women are saying now, and they're trying to join the movement. You know, I've been there too. You know, um, but it's it's listen. I think it should be this in the workplace. Don't say anything, but if you do say something, you know, if you have said something, I think you cross the line, and it should be put in writing. 
you know, but wait if, a minute. How can say you say so that, money, but, but, but no, 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 listen. It, have no, it should be put because they exactly. Together. Exactly. But you know what? What I think could be good, first of all, if you if you if, if you say something to someone and the person it should be in writing that if that person says they must have said or let you know, no, I'm not interested, thank you very much. On a first attempt, you know, hey, all right, fine. Then don't push the situation. The workplace is not some place to do it. Maybe you first come to them and you ask them out for a date or something like that. Then you can't say that that's something bad. Maybe don't say anything, but just say, hey, would you like to, to go out to dinner? I'd like to take you out to dinner. Something that is respectful. And if the woman denies, she denies, and then automatically right there you understand she's not interested or whatever. And it puts the ball in her court. Now, if she goes <laughs> out to dinner the with you, then, then don't say anything. But but the workplace is not the place to fraternize. It's not the place to, I mean, unfortunately, you could have said, good morning, beautiful. And in these cases that we hear today, very well, she could have not liked that you said that. And, and jumped and was on the bandwagon for all of the people who are me tooing and said, oh, my God, he just, he just tried to make an advancement towards me. Oh, I've been, I've been harassed. And I'm not making fun of the scenario because I've also, if you listened to the show last week, have been in a, a very compromising position of a blatant sexual harassment um, situation with someone. And it does not feel good. And it's very, very uncomfortable in the workplace or any other place for that matter for it to be so, but more so in the workplace because you have to go there every day. And and, 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 and on the outside world, you can escape and then you don't have to see the person ever again if you choose not to. But in the workplace, it's a very compromising situation to be um, put in that scenario. And I'm going to say this, for those who are in authority, especially so, for those who are in authority, management, supervisor, and you are trying to talk to somebody that is your employee, that is the most uncomfortable feeling even just to know that your boss is attracted because you don't know how to respond and you have to answer to this person. If, if nothing is ever said, there's always a lot of silent advancements. You can have a silent advancement. Someone can make you feel uncomfortable without them saying anything, just the way they look at you on the way out the office, not looking at your eyes but looking at your boobs. You know, you catch them watching your, your, your butt as you walk past. All of these type of things without saying you can be put in a very compromising situation in the workplace. So I think it's very important and wise for those who are in the workplace, especially um, those who are in management, to just keep your eyes to yourself Keep all whatever you have going on in your head to yourself, period. And and especially for authorities, don't even ask them out for a date because because even for, yeah because even for a date that could be it's it's difficult. It's a very compromising feeling to 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 be in that situation, unfortunately. So you know, sad. But maybe you should have met the person before you worked there. I don't know because in this in this day and age. You take a chance on the person not like, not wanting, not feeling the way you feel, and because you just tried to be appropriate or said something kind, that it can definitely be interpreted because I believe right now the sexual harassment is all based off of personal, personal preference, period. That's what I think right now, that this has been, well, thank you so much, as, as a result then, of personal then, then preference. Barack Obama sexually assaulted Michelle. You know, he sexually harassed Michelle. That's right. If You're you really right. want to know, he did. 
He shot yeah, the harassed right. out of Michelle. Because he wouldn't Thanks leave her alone. He had last come out. Yeah, you know? there it is. So, there it, and you're right. So I mean, so, what is it? I mean, what I mean, what happened? I'm with Jay on this. Believe it or not, I'm with Jay. When is when? When does it stop? What, what goes on with it? I mean, the bottom line, he was interested in Michelle, and he kept he kept going after Michelle. She kept telling him no. She kept telling him no. Kept telling him no. Since he finally wore it down, and she said yes. Now look at him now. That's right. I mean, that's just the way. It, I but, mean. Yeah, but but and, mean, and and you're right. And, and it's so sad. It's so sad. There and it's like they're bringing up conversations that don't matter. Let's talk about. Let's you know. We really should be focused on on the gun laws. What are we doing about that? You know, now they're bringing up all these cases. Everybody's getting fired and put off jobs. And and to say even what I'm saying as a woman, I, I, I have to keep reiterating. I am not discrediting people's feelings. Their 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 feelings. I understand that there is a fine line. Hell, I'm even thinking to myself. You know, I you know people have said that I, I'm, I'm sexy or I dress sexy. Now, I mean, I don't have everything out, but, you know, sometimes I do have my, my cleavage out. I should say oftentimes I do. So in that wow. case, what do I, what do I, you know, do I change my clothes now? Um, you know, is it a case that, you know, in, in, in a minute I believe it's going to flip, and in a minute it's going to be some women on the on the chopping board. You know what I'm saying? Because there may be men that feel the same way, and men that say, "Well, hell, don't just talk about us men. What about these women?" So will they will, will they take the way I dress a certain way? I mean, I I'm a I'm a shapely woman, so I don't wear big clothes. So you know, men look at me all the time. I don't, but I I don't take it personal. I don't I really don't take it personal. I myself personally look at it as a man being a man. And like I said, just don't touch me. You okay. know what I'm saying? Don't okay. touch me. Say whatever the hell. And, and don't keep pushing your thing. If I if I tell you I'm not interested, then that's what that means. I'm not interested. Now, would you, and then would I you have, take offense mm-hmm. to it if a man didn't take a look at you and didn't say anything to you? No, I wouldn't way, take offense. With, I, don't, I, I don't. I mean, I, I, if, no, if I wouldn't. Man never said, if a man never said it, gave you a confidence and said, you, you know something, you look very nice. Yeah. If a man never said that to you, you wouldn't take offense to it. I don't. I, I wouldn't take offense to it, but I don't know. I mean, I've I've not been in that situation. Would it hurt yourself? But I. But 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 you know what? But I, no, because I I know who I am. But I'm saying. But I. But guess what? I've not been in that situation. But I do know women who have not gotten compliments, and and we've talked amongst women. And you can tell their insecurity, or they've even admitted it. Like nobody ever says anything to me. And sometimes a woman needs that. Sometimes it makes a woman feel good for someone to say, "You look very nice today," and and they say thank you, as opposed to like the scenario I gave earlier. Someone pays her, and now if she pays her a compliment and she takes it all out of context, and this man is a very very powerful man, and she could blow the, the roof off a whole lot of things, and I'm sure. A lot of women will probably come forth on GP because he does have money and power, and they will take it and run with it. But this is one woman who is, you know, most may say she's not attractive, and she needs she so she's taking it so personal because she doesn't get that, and she's told she said that I don't get people don't, you know, guys aren't attracted to me like that. 
So because she doesn't get that often, she takes one and runs home, take a home run with it in her home in her own mind. And and I'm 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 I was almost I was nervous for him. I said, man, maybe I should tell him don't ever say anything to her because you know because and and then if you do not say something, who's to say she won't get upset and mad because he's not and then say that she was tricked into something. He made advances, but then he stopped. You know, it's it's really it's really difficult. That's why it needs to be defined. It it needs to be defined. Yeah, I agree. So three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, forty six minutes after the hour, fourteen before the top of the hour. You listen to this series. Now, usually during this time, uh, we're doing on a need to know basis with Jerome Shree, but Jerome had to leave early, so we're not doing that. So we're going to do things a little differently uh, this morning. We're going to jump straight into chatterbox. Because we have a lot of comments that we need to get into, so let's do it right now. Oh, well, I say that, nothing's coming up. All right, so we still have. There it is. All right, it is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts in the chat room and social media. Mr. Elias, man, we have a lot of stuff going on. So, what do you have from the world famous chat room? I just got Kavina man in there. He said there is going okay. to have to be some kind of cl- clarification as to what is illegal or what is legal or illegal behavior. Some of the cases, some of these cases claimed out flanking are just taking goofy photos, while others claim, i.e., way more, is about touching kids, while others are illegal groping. What else do you have? More comments That's from it. the man himself? That's, well, that's, that's just uh, it from uh, Kavina, man. All right, let me read a few that I have here. Quite a few. See, can I get as many as I can? All right, so Muhammad from the Hyatt Hotel in Manhattan, New York. Thank you for telling us where you are, Muhammad. All right, first-time listener. Great content. Excellent analysis. Okay. Uh, show topic. The number of black men incarcerated due to the unfair to an unfair justice system. You know, we've had that conversation before, but we'll definitely do it again. Not a problem. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Uh, Carlos from Indianapolis. This is a full assault on men. Oh, boy. I knew one of these were going to come in. He said, uh, where do we draw the line? This is ridiculous. He said, the topic for a future show Men versus women. How women get away with things like sleeping with young boys but receive lesser sentences than their male counterparts. You know, that's a damn good... He brings up a damn good point when it comes to stuff like that. Jerome points that out a lot uh, during our show. So, all right, thank you so much. Carlos from Indianapolis. Tiffany from Richardson, Texas. Jay, you did not say good morning to your favorite listeners. Oh, I'm sorry we didn't say good morning to the peeps. Good morning to everyone. I'm sorry. We usually do that. My bad, Tiffany. Show topic, will Michelle Obama run for president? <laughs> uh, I think we all would like to know that. Uh, we did talk about that a little bit a few, uh, was it Mr. Elias uh, last year when we talked about the, yeah. the up-and-comers? But you mm-hmm. know what? We'll talk about it again. All right, let's see. Mitch from Racine, Wisconsin. Typical Racine. Day. Now there are, huh? Racine. That's, Is it Racine? I got people who live there. Yeah, Racine. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Typical Dems, now they are against zero tolerance when it comes to one of their own. And for the record, there were new claims while Franken was in office. Shaking my head. Show topic, hypocrisy of Democrats. By the way, I still love the show. Mitch, I don't know how to take that whole thing you just brought out there, but okay. 
And uh, here's one from uh, Stephanie from Covington, Kentucky. Where is that? It says, the Me Too bandwagon. I am disappointed in your comment, my sister. What is she talking about? Okay, wait, wait. All right, so that's it for this morning. So we're going to step out, take a break, and we'll be back with our final thoughts after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere.
Today, once again, as always, we appreciate your participation in what we do and how we do it. But it's time for our final thoughts, and the birthday girl is up. Dr. Princess Odia, final thoughts. Well, thank you, Jay, and thank you for all of the birthday wishes. I definitely love you guys. It's been a very long time that we've been family, and it's been amazing. I wanted to speak to the conversation that we had this morning on sexual harassment to say that it is crucial for sexual harassment and its boundaries to be clear, clarified publicly and also for all of us to stand guard and just, you know, be be safe out there. Do not pursue on the job and especially do not pursue on the job. Um, in, in a very aggressive way and be cautious of that. I, I pray for all of those who are going through difficult times around the world, and I just believe that transformation, it is so for every last one of us. And I, my heart goes out to all of the women out there who have been sexually harassed and to all of the men as well. My heart goes out to all of you transformation it is so and I pray that those who need to seek justice that they do receive justice um, in this time thank you alright the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side the one and only Mr. Les. final thoughts oh, happy birthday to our little brother Sean Juan um, also look folks this is just the tip of the iceberg. So for all you people who don't believe that the real news is real news, trust me. When they start, when, when they catch General Flynn on the on on the floor like they got him on the floor, it's only a matter of time before the house of cards start falling. So folks, you can believe news is fake news all you want to, but this ain't fake news. They're about to pass somebody's ass up. Have a good week. I don't know how to follow that, Mr. Elias. All right. <laughs> Not your normal inspirational final thoughts, but uh, that's okay. You know, Mr. Elias, uh, I already mentioned this, and uh, but I want to make sure I emphasize it. Once again, happy birthday to uh, Tyreek Styles that you guys may know him, Sean Wine. I want to read something that uh, my mother put out. Uh, for him on his birthday If I can find it in a short period of time Here it is She says My children have names for each other And they've jockeyed for position of fave Since I can remember Sean has been last born There's a reason behind each name And I smile when I think of it Last born arrived 747 like an airliner But of more significance He was my advent baby So I christened him Emmanuel he has been a joy for most of my life, and today I wish him the very best celebration of birth possible. Like his predecessors, he's been off the horse, especially as a kid, and the other two threw dust in his face, but I count myself blessed to have this decent, loving young man as my son, and I wish him a champion's ride wherever he tugs his steed. Though you entered a bit late, I know you'll stick the right path. you got markers everywhere, the light in the sky, and Emmanuel. 
shall guide you all the rest of your days. I love you, last born. Happy birthday. And uh, mother, all I can say is ditto when it comes to this. And so, on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow show. Folks, it is been a pleasure to serve you, and we appreciate the fact that you're here every Sunday. So, for Dr. Princess O'Dillion, for Mr. L.E.S., for uh, Jerome is free. I'm Jim Ross saying have a great work week and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And remember, Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.